Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Samuel, that is Shmuel Bet. Uh, we are up to chapter 23, that is Perak Chaf Gimel. We just finished reading the Shirat David, the Song of David. And this next chapter is a kind of also a Shirat, although it's not uh, written uh, physically as one, but it's also poetry, it's also a shira. But I um, I think it's important to look at this chapter as a almost a twin of the next chapter, so 23 and 24 as being a pair. And one can only really understand the significance of this, uh, of this uh, kind of shira, and you'll see what I mean by sort of shira, Sort of shirab meaning a, a poem. Um, when we look at it in contrast to the next one, and the general theme of this chapter and the next chapter is David's the, d- struggle with the definition, purpose, meaning um, of being a king. What does it mean to be a king? Uh, more importantly, in general, what does it mean to be a leader? The responsibility that a leader has, the awesome responsibility that a leader has. And I'm going to suggest that in this next several verses, we read a, uh, an image of what a king is that is very similar to uh, the images we find of kings in general in those times. But then the next chapter, 24, will be almost a rejoinder, almost God teaching David that you had it wrong. And there's a lot more to being a king than what everyone thinks it is. So here we're about, what we're about to read is this uh, idyllic image, at least idyllic in the mind of the king himself, um, of what it means to be a king. Uh, uh, and, and then in the next one we'll see, well, it's not so great. You know, being a king also entails a tremendous amount of responsibility in which people suffer because, can suffer because of the decisions that you make. I, I, um, so we'll read today's. And if you find yourself slightly bothered by David's song, that's fine, because that's the point. Because after you hear this song or this poem, uh, the rejoinder will be in the next chapter. And understanding it the way that I'm describing it helps us understand the next chapter, 24, a lot better and really come to grips with what's actually happening there. Ve'ela divrei David ha'achronim. And these are the words of David, the final words of David. Now, a lot has been, a lot of ink has been spilled over what does it mean, the final words, if there's, David is still going to be alive for several more chapters, and we're going to hear, you know, a significant amount more from him, uh, both in the next chapter 24 and in the, in the be, beginning of, of the next book, the book of Kings. So it is un- it, it, it's understood in many ways. The traditional commentaries have it that the, the, these are the final words in the sense that it's uh, kind of like a signature at the end of Psalms, of all of the songs that he sang, of which we sang one major one in the last chapter, 22. <coughs> um, but uh, the way I see it, it's, it's almost sarcastic in a way. It's almost, um, you know trying to say, <clears throat> these are the final songs of David, and then it continues because it's not so final, because he learned some lessons after that. So it's almost trying to tell us, David, when he said these words, thought this is the final deal, but then he found out otherwise. 
And that, that, that kind of get, goes along much more consistent with the sense of the verses. It says the end. These are David's final declar- de- declaration in his words. And then it comes out that it's really not so final. So what are the final words, which aren't really final? Nu'um David ben Yishai, the words of David, the son of Jesse. Nu'um hagever, who come all. And these are the words of the man who was placed above all. If you sent a hint of arrogance here, it's deliberate. And uh, uh, the, the, because David is displaying some arrogance here, for which, as I stated, in the next chapter, he is going to uh, be taken down a notch um, and learn some lessons. But over here, David is referring to something that is also real. He is who come all. He was placed above all in the sense that he was the king of the people of, uh, of Yehuda, the people of Israel, the United Kingdom of Israel, and also uh, had many subservient nations around him um, and who had won many important military victories and so on. <clears throat> and then he goes on. Moshiach Elohei Yaakov. These are the words of the one who is the anointed of the God of Jacob. Une'im zimirot Israel, And also the sweet singer of songs of Israel. So here David is, is, is touting his own horn. This, I, he was placed above all politically. He was anointed by God. And he is also um, a sweet singer of songs to God. So also a spiritual leader. Of which all of this is true. Of course, David was all of the above things. Now, the, uh, uh, every, it's important to note, uh, of course, that these, these terms, Nu'um David ben Hishai, is extremely uh, it reminds us of the words of, 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 of Bilam in, in the book, um, uh, you know, in, 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 in the Bible, the, the prophet uh, Bilam, who also used very similar terminology, but, uh, but I just, it's important to mention that. But anyway, let's, let's continue reading David's words. So, Ruach Adonai Diberbi, the Spirit of God has spoken through me. Now, this can be interpreted as David himself being a prophet, although we don't see... God speaking to David directly, but we do see prophets speaking directly to David the words of God that were meant for David. So uh, the Spirit of God <coughs> spoke to me either through prophets <coughs> or it could mean just in a, in a not, maybe not in a direct sense, but in an indirect sense, David is saying that the things that he does is, is, is ordained by, by God's Spirit. Umilato al elishoni, and his words are on my tongue. So I'm speaking the words of God. <coughs> this is, again, very similar to what many of the kings in those days would have said that they are ordained by God or they're, they're whatever, and the gods that they worshiped, whatever they were, depending on the nation and their, their particular traditions. So here he's saying, Omar Elohei Yisrael Eli. Um, uh, the, the, the God of Israel said, Li dibert sur Yisrael, um, that, that, um, that the uh, sur Yisrael has said of me, right? Regarding me, God has said, Moshel Adam that he should be the leader among men. This is uh, reminiscent of the idea of the divine right of kings that uh, if God has spoken of me and said that I should be the one that rules over people. Tzadik Moshel Yirat Elohim. Um, the uh, one who is a tzadik, right? One who is a, <coughs> uh, 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 
um, a righteous ruler, <coughs> right, who rules men in a just and righteous way <coughs> and has fear of God. So David is saying, why is it that I have this right to rule? Because I have fear of God and because I am just. And with this justness, and like, just like the light of the morning and the shine of the sun, Boker lo avoked on a morning which is not cloudy, minoga mimotor deshe meha oretz, like uh, more shiny than the rain, and when it comes upon the grass of uh, that is growing from the earth. So um, he, this is the image that David gives that as the sun brings light to the world and rain brings grass from the earth so too i bring justness and righteousness <coughs> to the people over whom i rule because and this has to be read in a, in a um in a, in a, uh, as a as a form in a form of a question because is not my house <coughs> with god in other words he's justifying his rule saying that his rule is just <coughs> and righteous because it is with god Kivrit olam somli, because he has given to me a covenant forever. Which, as we have seen many times, the covenant <coughs> between the house of David and God as the house that will produce the monarchs for the people of Israel forever. Aruchavakol ushimura. Everything is, um, is set up in order. In every way, Ushmura, and it is guarded. In other words, this whole idea, this concept, is Arucha, is set up, and Shmura, and it is guarded, meaning it will always be this way. <coughs> because <coughs> everything that, that uh, every Yesha, meaning every time I, I, uh, I am saved, every time I win in, in a battle, so to speak, and every time everything I desire, Right? Will it not yatsmiach? Will it not uh, blossom? Will it not come forth? This language of tzemach is a language uh, uh, which re- reminds us of the idea that Dave, uh, uh, which David is representing here, the, the idea that that this is a seed that's planted that will sprout something that sprouts into the future, so that we may not see all the salvation now. David is saying. But the establishment of his house will eventually sprout into the great uh, yesha, the great salvation, which will ultimately occur in the future. Which, of course, we know um, from other verses that language tzemach is used to refer to the seed of David that is planted, that sprouts in the future days of Mashiach, that, that far-off day in the future. So the, and now David contrasts his leadership, this leadership of justness, the leadership that brings light, the leadership that brings deshemearetz, that brings grass growing from the ground, and so on, to what happens when someone is the opposite of me, someone who is not a just leader, someone who is uvelial, and one who is uh, evil, who is uh, nothing, who is who is who is <coughs> depraved. Um, such a leader, kikotz munad kulaham. <coughs> They are like a. Um, uh, they they are they are like pushed away, like a a coats munad is a <coughs> thorn that gets pushed away. That's what they are all like. <coughs> um, 
and they get kilo uh, because they can't be held by hand. In other words, if you try to grasp them, all you do is get hurt. If you try to grasp me, David would say, <coughs> then you get uh, benefit from that light, that sun, that sunshine, the justness, the, the, and so on, <coughs> the godliness. But if you try to grasp one of those evil people, a leader that does not is not guided by God, that is not just, that is not righteous, then it's you get pricked like you get pricked like a thorn. And anyone who should touch them, the only way to approach them is if we, uh, as if he is full of iron, meaning he is armed with weapons. The eitzchanis and and the um, and the uh, wood, the handle or the shaft of a spear. And the only way to deal with them is to burn them immediately, right away. So this is the image. <coughs> these are the final, and and I, I put final in quotes because they're not final, and I I believe that that is the actual point here. We're going to say, this is how David said final, and now you're going to understand when we read the next chapter, which you're going to have to wait till the next podcast, how the next chapter is a rejoinder to David's slight bit of arrogance uh, that one senses in here. Not that well, he said, it is true, God did place him above the people, and which, as we have read in this book, he was granted this tremendous privilege of being the forefather of the monarchs of the people of Israel. However, However, um, uh, uh, you know, this divine right of kings things has its, has its drawbacks. And we're going to see what some of those drawbacks are when we look at the next chapter. However, this chapter now continues with some lists, uh, which references here and there the, the people that were important. Uh, giving lists is something that happens a lot in, the, in, the, in Tanakh, in the words of the prophets, and in the Torah itself. And... Um, uh, because it's wrapping up David's life, it also wants to give us a list of the people who were important in David's administration. So Ela Shemot Hagiborim, and here and there references to stories of which we are not totally familiar and we don't have all the details, but someone in the time would have known, oh, he's the guy that did this story. Oh, he's the guy that did that story. So we're going to have some of those references as we read through them. We're at verse 8. Ela Shemot Hagiborim David. These are the names of the heroes that that served David. Yoshev Bashevet Takemoni. There was first the, a man named Yoshev Bashevet, <coughs> who was from Takemon. Rosh Hashalishi. He was the head of the of the three, meaning the three top soldiers. Who Adino Heotzni. He is the same as Adino the Etznite. And he was famous for the story that that he killed 800 uh, enemy soldiers in one uh, battle. The Acharov Elazar ben Dodo. There was a person by the name of Elazar ben Do, the son of Dodo, ben Achochi, who was the son of Achochi. Bishloshogi Borimim David. He was also in this group of the three heroes with David. Who would uh, uh, make fun of and poke fun of or, or taunt? Is to is to um, is to degrade or you know verbally, against the Philistines when they were gathered against them in war. So he would you know poke fun at them. And uh, he was so strong that he conquered so many of the Philistines that the other soldiers weren't even needed to do anything other than clean up the mess by taking, after the Philistines were all killed, 
the the other men simply took all of their weapons and and equipment and clothes etc um, and that was the only need for the rest of the army that's how strong he was ben horori there was um, the shama the son of Age from Haror and he was famous for this following story where the Philistines had gathered into a group um, like uh, a chaya here is uh, reminiscent of a, a pack of, of hunting animals like a pack of dogs or a pride of lions or something like that and at this time there was a, a portion of the field that was <coughs> that was full of, of, of lentils that were growing and the people the general population were running away from the Philistines who were presumably attacking this field to take the lentils. And this hero, Shama, um, stood among the, the field and he saved it from the Philistines. And he struck down the Philistines. And God made a great salvation, a great victory over the Philistines. So these were three men that had these stories that had you lived at the time, you would have known of these great victories. Uh, these are victories which we just hear small details about and the entire story isn't related in the, in the general text. And um, uh, the, um, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they came down three of the of the 30, right, uh, 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 came to the, 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 the Rosh, the head of the three of the 30. <coughs> so these three heroes were in charge of, like, I guess, 30 sub-heroes, right, sub-big officers or whatever, and they came down to, <coughs> to David during the harvest season. El Me'orat Adulam, to the cave of Adulam. And again, a group of, of, of Philistines in this language of chayat is a, uh, is a uh, again, reminiscent of a, like a pack of dogs. And they were camped in the valley of Rifaim. And this occurrence happened when David was in the Mitzudah, in the fortress. And the camp of the Philistines then was in Bethlehem. So this, presumably this story happened before David was the king in Jerusalem while he was still in the Mitzudot, in the, in the desert, the Mitzudot were the fortresses. And David, was, he desired, he was struck with a need or a desire and he said, Who could bring me water from the well of Bethlehem which is in the gate? In other words, remember Bethlehem was where David was from so and his 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 hometown was now uh, under control of the Philistines, <coughs> so he was obviously upset about it, and he said it seems like this was more of a um, just uh, lamenting the fact that oh if only someone could bring me water from the the well of Bethlehem, and these three heroes um, uh, broke into. The camp of the Philistines, and they were able to get to this this well, and they drew water, 
and they carried it to David however David did not want to drink the water and instead he poured the water out for God in a, you know, in a ceremony uh, praying to God or thanking God um, after their victory against this camp of the Philistines in which they were able to get water and he said um, uh, God forbid that I should do something like this it is the this this water is 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 similar it's like the blood of the men who went and risked their lives for, uh, uh, for this water i'm not going to benefit from it i'm going to give it to god and therefore he did not want to drink it this is what these three great warriors uh, great heroes uh, did now we'll learn about someone who's more uh, more familiar to us from all of the the book of Samuel for those that have st- been studying it together. Avishai Achio of Ben Suriah, and Avishai, the brother of Yoav, the son of Suriah, who rosh Hashilosha, he was the head of the three of the three top warriors. Who Chanito He used his um, or wielded his his spear. In a fight against three hundred um, men that were killed, Velo Shame Bashlosha, and he had a great name uh, among the, the the famous three. Min Hashlosha Hachinichbad of the of the three, he was the most honored. Vayilohem Lisar, and he therefore became the leader. The Ad Hashlosha Loba, but he never became. One of the three. So it seems like the way David's army was structured is that at different times there were, may have been different people that were in the group of the three. But the three were the three top warriors. Um, and the three were led by a leader. And Avishai, at least at some point, uh, or, or, or a significant portion of David's rule, was Avishai. Uvunayahu ben Yehoyada. And then there was Binayahu ben Yehoyada, who has come up before among David's. David's men, Ben Ish Chai Rav Pa'alim Mikav He was a strong, powerful man who had, Rav Pa'alim, who had done many different great acts, many victories. And he was from the place called Kav Who he caught, some of these great victories are as follows. He struck down Eshne Ariel Moav, the two um, um, lions of Moav, the must have been two powerful warriors of the or Moabites. And he also struck down the lion, there was a lion in a well beyond on the day that it was snowing. So during the winter, there must have been some lion that was threatening people, and he struck down that lion during this uh, snowstorm. And he also struck down that Egyptian man, Asher Mar'eh, um, um, I'm sorry, uh, okay, I'm, I'm in verse 21. Uh, uh, who was a strong man, and in the hand of the Mitzri was also a spear, and he charged down with him, against him, only holding a stick, right? Or, you know, a rod of some sort. And he managed to, with his skill, knock the spear out of the hands of the Egyptian, and then he used the Egyptians' own spear against him. So these were some of the episodes, uh, the heroic uh, acts in battle that 
that these are the things that did. He also had a great reputation among the the three heroes. But he was from the um from the thirty that were honored. But he was never officially one of the three. David El Mishmato. And David um uh placed him over the his personal uh his personal guard is presumably what it is, his close guards. And then there's Asoel, who we are familiar with. This is verse 24. Bashloshim. He was the brother of Yoav. He was among the 30. Elchanon ben Dodo Beit Lachem. And then there was this Elchanon ben Dodo. We heard of him before from Bethlehem. Shama HaCharodi. Elika HaCharodi. These are not two other people. Chelets HaPalti. Ira ben Hikesh HaTekoi. Chelets from Pelet and Ira from Tekoa. Avi Ezer HaAntoti. Avi Ezer from Anatot. A town which we'll hear about in the, uh, from the Jeremiah was also late, a lot later in history. Was from that same town, Mivune Hachushati, another guy named Mivune from Chusha. Talmon Hachochi, Marai Hanitofati. These are these are people from the Talmon from the town of Achoch, and Marai from the town of Nitofa. Chelev ben Baanah Hanitofati, another person from this town of Nitofa. Itai ben Rivai Migivat Penevin Yamin. Itai from Givat Ben Yamin, again the hometown of King Saul. Benoyo Pir Atoni, he died Minachle Gosh. Avi Alvon Ho Arvati, and Azmovet Habarhumi, El Yahbo Ha Shaalvoni from Shaalvim. Benay Yashain, Yehonatan, and the sons of Yashain. Yehonatan, the sons of Yashain were Yehonatan, Shamo HaHarari, Achion ben Shorod HaHarari, Elifelet ben Achasbai ben Hamachati, Elion ben Achitofel HaGiloni, Chetzrai HaKarmeli from Carmel, Paarai HaArbi. These are lists, of course, that, but it's interesting to note some of these city names, which are familiar city names to people that are familiar with the um, geography of, of, of Israel. Both modern and ancient. Yigal ben Asan Mitzova from Tzova, Bani Hagadi from who was the Gadite from the tribe of God. Tzelak Amoni, Tzelak who is an Amoni, which is interesting. That's another nation. Was he a convert or was he an Amoni who was one of those that because they were subjugated by David, they may have had some of their soldiers fight with David's army. Nachrai Habeiroti. Nosei, Kileo of Ben and those those two were the those that carried that carried the um, the weapons of Yoav, uh, who was the general, and we're very familiar with him. Irahayetri, Garev Hayetri, two people from the town of Yeter, <coughs> Uriah Hachiti, and then the famous Uriah Hachiti, whose wife was Batsheva, um, and for we, we spoke much about the very very unfortunate episode with David and Batsheva. Kol Shloshim Vishiva. All of these were numbered 37. <coughs> By Yosef, okay, I'm sorry. That's, that concludes chapter 23, which started with the words of David. Uh, David, uh, his final words, which won't be so final. And why won't they be so, f- and in which David spoke of, of how he was 
ordained by God, Mashiach Hashem, he was ordained by God to be the leader over the people. He spoke of his righteousness, his justness, how his leadership and his kingship was like a light of the sun to the people. And soon we're going to see how being a king is not all light, it's not all uh, rainbows and butterflies, so to speak. Being a leader carries tremendous amount of responsibility, and if one makes a wrong step or one becomes too arrogant, other people will suffer because of his deeds. And we'll see that in the next chapter, 24, which is the final chapter of this book of Samuel. Thank you so much for studying chapter 23 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 24 and, of course, the entire book of Samuel together.